Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts welcome to stradio lab an intellectual podcast about straight culture. And also a stupid podcast about nothing. Don't say that. It's just true. I don't want to lie to our listeners. I'm George Severus. And I'm Sam Taggart. And, and this, this is Stradio Lab. Podcast starts, starts now. now. Hello, listeners, hello. and welcome to Stradio Lab. Sorry to interrupt, but hello. Hi. Um, just FYI, um, seconds ago, George said, Ugh, I need an espresso. Well, here, I'll say this, okay? <laughs> you know, there has been a change this season, and I think it is just in terms of how scheduling has worked out, where we used to record a lot on the weekends, and now we are recording a lot in the evenings after work. And, you know, you want to be you want to be the consummate professional. You want to be able to turn it on out of nowhere at any given time. You want to be able to get up at 3 a.m. and host the Oscars if... <laughs> you know, NBC calls, right? Yeah, uh-huh, of course. And it is difficult for me to accept that I am not at that level of professionalism yet. Mm. It's honestly difficult for everyone involved to accept that. I Whoa, mean, wow. 
have you, you know, know, have you struggled with my 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 lack of? I feel like I'm a, I I really push myself and I'm able to really get there. But you no. think that I have failed actually repeatedly over the last five episodes that we have recorded this season? Is that what I'm no. hearing? I think you're in it. I think you're doing a great job. Yeah. I think maybe you think I shouldn't address it. I think you shouldn't give it power. Okay. I think um, okay. right. because you always do a great job. I think you should be like, yeah, I am tired, but it doesn't really come through. And I right. actually am the consummate professional that yeah. I think I'm not. Well, I guess you're you're saying I should fake it till I make it kind of. Well, I'm saying it's all a facade. I'm saying like, you know, this this is a scheduled conversation. Like it's not like we are having a coffee, you know, in downtown Manhattan, like sort of <laughs> discussing our intellectual pursuits. Like this is all it's all um, a facade. And so okay, I guess it's more than that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you should lean into um, the art performance okay. of it. Okay. And and sort of understand like when I sign on, I'm tired, but but, but it doesn't always, matter anymore. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah. Okay. And and the Katy Perry video of her crying right before being lifted up, you know? Okay. All right. Well, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't step up to the plate. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I I still think that you are a beautiful podcast host. I think you have so many years of hosting podcasts ahead of you. <laughs> we'll say that listen. I, I of course understand. I of course understand <laughs> how it must be frustrating for me to even utter the words "I am tired" or "I need a, an espresso" or something. But then for you to respond essentially with a full body eye roll <laughs> really <laughs> does not help my case. No, I. It's okay. What makes me laugh about it is the "I need an espresso" like sure. specifically. Um, and I know it's your European roots, um, but they're coming out. For for me, it's always more of the it it's it reads sometimes like as like um uh like New Yorker cartoon person. You know what I mean? I see. Like that's what's funny to me. Yeah. Okay. Like like of course I would say that signing on to a to a zoom at at 6 30 7 o'clock p.m like of course that's the first thing i would say it really is i mean i really am saying but first coffee <laughs> at the end of the day like after all of the work we have done internally and externally over the last three years i am at this stage in my life and career logging onto a zoom and saying if only i had a cup of coffee <laughs> you are but even the I mean, it's funny. It is you. Like, to be like, I wish I had a shot of espresso. I know. It's very, it's very New York City. It's very um, sex in the city. It's just, <laughs> it's fun. We don't, sometimes we don't know when just normal things we say are funny. And sure. I think um, that's one of your things. Thank you. <laughs> but once again, you know, I feel like your reaction wasn't so much laughing as it was kind of exasperated. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me think. I have a lot to say about this. No. Is, am I allowed to? Am I allowed to talk at this point or not yet? You, well, you actually, no. Actually, I mean, technically, we're, we're supposed to, to introduce. To stay you, silent. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess I mean it's like no. We should. Before. You know what? I actually I I changed my mind and I think that you know what would be even better than a shot of espresso? A shot of my friend Julio. Hi. <laughs> so without further ado, please welcome to the podcast Julio Torres. Hi, Julio. So what were you gonna say? So okay. I just really witnessing you two like not seeing each other in that moment yes. was was fascinating to me because yes, I clocked that Sam brought up the espresso because Sam was like, haha, 
my friend is so fancy. Isn't that funny? Ha ha. And then, mm-hmm. and then of course, uh, Judges and Securities came up and was just like inflamed by that and didn't realize that Sam was like delighted by a funny line, but was, but because I guess maybe you're insecure about being tired or not being a professional. Yeah. Right. Then you, you thought, you thought it was a, a, a critique about that. It's sort of like, a, you know, like if, if Sam had said like, oh my God, red shirt, because Sam loves red. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh no, X, Y, C about my, my skin or whatever. I see, I see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm starting to catch on. <laughs> you two need to put yourself in, in, the, in your host's shoes a little more. I think. I, we are trying every day. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so George. Yeah. Um, how do you think I feel? And then I'll okay. say how I think you feel. I think you feel, well, I think you feel, I think it's complicated. I think you feel a little bit like I can feel some concern even now of how will we get out of this. Oh, interesting. Because I think it's sort of like, first, you were genuinely feeling tired. So let's, that's like the base level we're working with. Mm-hmm. And then there's even the self-consciousness about feeling tired. Yeah. And and so now I'm sort of feeling like there's a third level of like, and now you're self-conscious that we, that you let the self-consciousness get in the way of mm-hmm. understanding something. And so I can feel like a light, a, a casual concern. Interesting. <laughs> how are you, how do you think I'm feeling? Here, here's, here's my, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> It's interesting that you latched onto the espresso thing because what I my insecurity with, with this is like the past couple of times we I think we get into these patterns where you ask me how I am and then I respond with kind of like the same thing every time and I there was one period where I would always talk about how stressed I was because of work and then I realized like this isn't I can't just keep saying this Sam has nothing Sam just by definition will not be able to say something that will make me feel better about being stressed about work. He doesn't know the ins and outs of my job. Like that's not going to help whatever. And then I feel like recently my instinct or or my kind of like automatic response is just complaining about how tired I am. And I kind of feel like I'm hitting a wall with that where Mm. I realized even saying it tonight, like literally what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about the fact that I'm tired? There's nothing you can do about it. And I'm suddenly putting that on you. It is not a conversation starter. It is not something that is like productive. And so my fear, in fact, is not like about us doing a bit or about us being able to get out of it. It's that you, (laughs) is that I'm like, he, you are so like bored of me talking about being tired. (laughs) No, that's not it at all. Okay. I think it's normal to be tired at, yeah. you know, whatever time this is. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is normal to be tired. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it would be, I think it would, you know, it's even weirder sometimes when people don't admit that they're tired. Right. Yeah. I mean, I yes. Well, that's kind of what where I was coming from the beginning when I was not doing Katy Perry popping out of the stage. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Just today I'm going to be. Was on- she tired? Is Katy Perry often tired? <laughs> She, in this very famous scene that Sam is referencing, Russell Brand had just texted her that he wants to get a divorce. Right, Sam? Yeah. Wait, a scene in what? Her documentary. In the documentary about oh, her. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
And so and that then made her she tired. was crying backstage. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so there was actually one so, key difference, which is rather than being tired, she was sad. Oh, um, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really <laughs> sad. She was crying. So then, wait. So, so then, you mean uh, to tell me that the documentary cameras received the incoming text of "I want a divorce"? Julio, this is one of the best documentaries the world has ever seen. Okay, and you, this is and like, you, and you. Ask the audience, do you believe that? Or is it sort of like a real housewives thing of like, yeah, it's like outlined, but I enjoy it. As the audience, I believe it. You believe it. I 100% believe it. You believe that <laughs> that the cameras just happened to capture someone receiving an I want to get a divorce text. Julio, they were with her on all of tour. Like, <laughs> I don't think you understand. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, like, they were with her on all of tour. Of course they're going to see when, like, she gets a text that breaks her heart. And these, like, these documentaries are, like, produced by the... They're, like... By Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're commercials for them. It was produced by, actually, Catherine Hudson, Katy Perry. Yeah. So what's... Honestly, what's weird about this one is that it does feel like, wait, who is in charge of this one? Because it is really good. It does capture because it captures the whole downfall of their relationship. And like, it's like, how did you this was really lucky. I mean, it's still an ad for you still fall in love with Katy Perry through the documentary. So it is successful at being an ad for her. But it is like the most real you can get from a documentary like that. Wow. And I just want to say as a viewer, and I have actually never seen this documentary, but I have heard Sam describe this scene at this point upwards of a dozen times. <laughs> and each time I do believe it more because I see it even more and more through Sam's eyes to the point where I would like, you know, by the time we hit 30, 35 or countings of this scene, I would like to get to the point where I literally have a photographic memory of exactly Sam's experience of the scene. <laughs> It's it was very powerful. Julia, we didn't ask how are you doing? I'm fine. Are you tired? No. <laughs> no. No, I'm not tired. Are you sure you're not pretending? I'm sure I'm not pretending. I'm not tired. Hmm. Just seem kind of tired. <laughs> you know what I will say? I am on the upswing. I think this this the energy is uh contagious mm. in this room. Mm. And I am ready to rumble. I have to say, just to yeah. be clear, also yeah, I like to keep my guests honest. Um, Julio is in a dark room. Completely the lights dark. are getting dimmer. Yeah, completely, utterly dark. <laughs> yeah. His head is leaning on um, a couch cushion, but very, very casually. Yeah. As if about to take a nap. No, right. no, I'm, I'm very awake. It's very, you know, a couple FaceTiming before bed. This is what you would yes. see if it was your significant sure. other kind of in bed with the headphones being like, tell me one more thing. I I just, uh, I mean, you know what I look like. I, and, and yeah, why pretend that I don't want to leave? Right. Sure. Yeah. I have, I, I take full school meetings, like horizontal sometimes. <laughs> Like utterly horizontal, like like completely like professional, like production meetings. Yeah. I'm just like it's interesting how the the fine line between that being unprofessional and that being actually the opposite of that being like it's such a power move that by doing that you actually are exerting your power over everyone else in the Zoom. I have to to you know, Julio says you know I know this because when we were on Fire Island, Julio would literally be in the living room on the floor like 
while, like on a, a what I assume to be an important call for like two hours at a time with like, you know, the gay masses just sort of like trouncing behind him, making sandwiches, like their various toasts and coffees. And it was like, I was like, do they not mind? Like, is this feels in my mind, this is illegal. Why would they mind? I don't know. They're getting all the answers they need. <laughs> Why would they mind? Do they like hear us in the background? I'm sure they did. See, this is this is the thing with like this is people that really have taken advantage of um COVID working environments. That I'm very jealous of the fact that you're like, okay, this is the world we live in now. Everything is remote, everything is on Zoom. So I'm gonna you know, take the call in the living room while a threesome is happening next to me. I'm going to travel while, yeah, uh, why not? you know, editing my my show. Whereas I, whereas when you don't have the kind of confidence to do things like that, the actual work from home paradigm becomes even more oppressive because rather than at mm. least leaving the house, just want to note you are currently eating a snack of some sort. <laughs> The way this is elevating, we're like saying like he's he's always doing these calls. As George was talking, and as I'm Julio describing, you have up. gotten up and get and gotten a snack. It's just a banana. Still food. <laughs> of course, I am now remembering, and it's actually it's it's what the kids call core memory unlocked. I am remembering the first time you did this podcast where you announced in the beginning. Quite simply, your computer was not plugged in and was at 19%. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not with the intention of, you know, hold on, let me get a charger. Just kind of like letting you guys know yeah. this is the current situation. It will run out. I feel like that was very professional on my part, letting you know my limitations. Oh, well, sure. I mean, <laughs> it was certainly transparent and open yeah. and honest. I don't know if that translates to professional. I think I'm a very honest person. Yeah, I oh no, I 100% agree with that. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's saying you're not honest, except I did call you un- dishonest when you said you weren't tired. I just wasn't quite buying it. I I am I am really not tired. I actually am now buying it. I really I no, really think Julio is not tired. I am not, I am not tired. I had uh my required 8 hours of sleep. Yeah. Mm. I had to wake up earlier than I hoped. I would because I'm working remotely with someone who's in Denmark. So I have to wake up at the crack of dawn and like, you know, be, be like awake at like 8.30, um, which is unfathomable to me. But then I worked and then I took a nap. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh my. So I'm very, I'm actually very refreshed. I had a green tea. But see, it's it, it, Sam, you were reading the, the nap position as like, Oh my God, he's literally no, falling asleep. No, I'm just, I'm just comfortable. But in fact, it was just like you're so comfortable yeah. that like, why not be in that position? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was putting too much stock in the physicality, and I should have never judged you by the way you're laying your head on a couch. Yeah, so let that be a lesson. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. 
That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Should we do our first segment? Oh my God. Is that crazy? Uh, Yeah, we absolutely should. Okay. Would you like to explain it? Julio, our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and Mm -hmm. in it... Um, we like to gauge your familiarity and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire questions. Yes. Basically yes, yes. this thing or this other thing. Got it. Got it. And the and the one rule, of course, is you can't ask any follow up questions about how the game works. Understood. Okay, George, will you kick us off? Uh, absolutely. Julio. Being an international jet setter or being a domestic terrorist? Mm. Being an international jet setter. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, Julio. Salt in the wound or pepper in the stew? Hmm. Salt in the wound. <laughs> okay, Julio. Pointing out continuity errors in a movie mm. or pointing to a presenter at the VMAs and saying, is that Ali X? The latter. <laughs> okay, Julio. Hearing a cautionary tale or watching a YouTube compilation of fails? <laughs> <laughs> Hearing a cautionary tale. Hmm. Okay, Julio. Hmm. Reclaiming the narrative or exclaiming, help, I'm stuck under this bus. Exclaiming, <laughs> hell, I'm stuck under this bus. Okay. Being a doorman or being a window washer? Being a window washer. Absolutely. House of the Dragon or House Labs by Lady Gaga, a vegan and cruelty-free cosmetics brand with a mission of spreading kindness, bravery, and creativity. House Labs by Lady Gaga. <laughs> okay, Julio. All Hallows Eve or All About Eve? All Hallows Eve. Mm, wow. Wow. Huge. You know what I'll say is um, trying to rank your performance on a scale of zero to 1,000 doves. Mm -hmm. It almost felt like you were so confident and, and, and so you so clearly had played the game before you knew what to expect that I almost felt like it was almost the thing of like you're doing too, it was too rehearsed. It was Lady Gaga doing Star is Born. Mm, what do you mm -hmm. think? Lady so? Gaga doing the Star is Born press tour or the Star is Born film? Specifically. <laughs> like acting or promoting it? Performance at the Oscars oh, of Shallow. Okay, so a little bit of both. The, the, yeah. the intersection yeah. of both of those things. <laughs> the intersection of both of those things, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. And for that reason, I would say it was a 900 doves. Out of a thousand doves? A thousand. Okay. Yeah. I see. How do you feel about that um, read of you? Uh, I I would agree. Yeah. I I, I don't mm -hmm. like over-rehearsed. I, like, um, I, I like seeing the scotch tape a little bit, if you know what I mean. Exactly. I, yeah. A hundred percent. And I do. But I, 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 I think that like the... The options that you gave me were so distinct that it was very sure. easy for me to pick which ones because they were mm. a lot of them were mystical and spooky versus mundane. And I always went for the mystical and the spooky. And you're also pointing to something that I will cop to, which is that we also maybe the two of us also felt too rehearsed and didn't we didn't really laugh at our own jokes. We weren't being uh, Sam. No, you're just 100 percent right. I yeah. hadn't even thought about my own reaction in that no we there's almost something where i was like as i was doing it i was at some point at the end i even like cut julio off as he was still talking we were kind of like trying to get through it or something yeah it was like an eye exam yeah oh my god what's what's happened to us yeah like what it, there's something where I, I i i wonder what it is we have become too professional <laughs> i think so yeah i really do think i'm like i'm like where is what do i do what what do i do to get back that kind of youthful energy i had um in my early teens when we started this podcast <laughs> do you think it's do you think it's the uh it's the more professional setup that you have now that you you're like part of a podcast something what, what's the what's the thing like will farrell is I don't, producing i don't something? think so i think <laughs> That's both. Well, <laughs> you better believe it's both. <laughs> you better be okay, yeah, yeah. It, are you getting comfortable with uh Well, you uh, know, I, I mean, I do think the fact that Will calls us personally after every episode mm -hmm. and blows smoke up her ass is not helping. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, the Daily Flowers. The Daily Flowers from Will, 
the calls. You know, it's gotten to a point where I'm like, I can't talk right now. Yeah. Like, I actually have other jobs. I have other things. To, you know? <laughs> I have a family. I can't sort of unpack. And yeah, we're we're grateful for everything. But um, this can't be your whole life is straight lab. You know, he, it, it seems like he has organized his entire life around the recordings of this podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was there so, ever a sequel to Elf? <laughs> great question. Um, <laughs> Should I, we get him on? <laughs> get him on to answer that? I don't think there was. No, there never was. That's that's surprising to me. Do you know, maybe if he wasn't spending all his time producing this (laughs) podcast, he would have time to make a sequel to Elf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I do think we're pointing to something. What do you think, Sam? Like, I'm like, there needs to be some kind of unexpected, you know, someone needs to walk into one of our rooms. Mm, Oh, you know, yummy. Like a roommate walking in or like. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because then, then I know I'm like talking to friends if like suddenly like. Sam has to stand up and like whisper like I I can't I just can't right now. I just um can can it wait? Can it wait? And then come up. Sorry guys. We really yeah. need to I mean it's maybe other people uh other professionals out there struggle with this. How do you channel your 22-year-old self while working at the bank, while working as a middle school teacher? You show up late. Um yeah. <laughs> You show up late. He answers with glee. <laughs> <laughs> you show up late or announce that you have to leave early. Okay. Yeah. You know, also, okay, and this is like actually reality. Mm-hmm. I'd say because we used to record these on Saturdays around noon, we were hungover. There was a 90% chance we were hungover. Mm. Which which you famously love. Yeah. Which well, I, yeah. Yeah. It was both the kind of anything goes looseness of being hungover combined with the jolt of caffeine from, you know, the, the coffee you have on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And so the energy was really like, we're at brunch. Mm. You know what it is? It's the difference between brunch and after work drinks. After work drinks are obviously fun. Like you're excited to be after, you know, you're excited that work is over. You're excited you're having a little drink, but you're still wearing your blazer. Can you guide me through this after work drinks a concept you speak of? Like, are you are you... Are you getting drinks with your coworkers or are you getting drinks with other friends? Drinks with your coworkers, right? Oh, see, I was thinking like you are you are a lawyer, your friend is also a, you know, a business person and the two of you leave the offices and then get drinks, but you're both still wearing the skirt suits. And you're like at the South Street Seaport close to your office or whatever. Exactly, yeah. 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 Or you're uh, like at some random bar in like a like a bad part of yeah, you know, like a lame part of Chelsea. There's this bar called Goodnight Sunny, and I once went there mm. many years ago at a day job. Went went there, and it was all people, all like guys wearing khakis and blazers, and women wearing a, a skirt suit. And it's like it's kind of a midway point between a work event and a playtime event. Hmm. There's this place that I I have been to in that context called Del Fresco's. Mm-hmm. Soul crushing. I can picture it. Yeah, absolutely. soul crushing. I know at that point you're like, well, I might as well just, you know, I, I'm craving at least the certainty of a conference room where I know what the expectations are. Yeah, it's it's just sort of it's like a little Stockholm syndrome, right? It's like, oh, no, like, let's yeah. keep this going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I after work drinks is like the entire fantasy. For me, that's like such, like I can see it all. But Sam, have you ever had? Uh, have you ever? I don't think that in the time that I've known you, you've had like a, a job that was 
so structured that it would warrant after work drinks. No, I've never had like a full like office nine job. to five office job. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that the after work drinks is a um it's it's PTSD from the tyranny of a a a, a hyper structured life. Yeah. Well, it can be one of two things. It can either be, if it's the right kind of after work drinks, it can be a really nice re-entry into the non-work world. You're like excited to see a college friend. You're excited to finally let loose after a day of work. And so you're like, oh, great. I'm jumpstarting the non-work part of my day. Or if it's with a colleague or with someone else in a professional context, it can be actually an extension of the work day. And then that is bad. Mm-hmm. How long have you had a, uh, a structured, you seem like you have, you see, it seems like your job is actually pretty structured, right? Well, I'm currently, I mean, my current job is, is pretty structured because I, uh, I work as an editor. So it's like very, uh-huh. like nine to five and like same with any writer's rooms I've been in and same with any day jobs I've had really. Like, oh, writer's rooms are crushing. The snacks, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely brutal. When you walk into like a poorly lit conference room and they have like sat little snacks, it's like, this is not how you make art you know what i mean like this is yeah i need to starve <sighs> you're pointing to something this you're is pointing, pointing something kind of bleak which is like i feel like when you're on the outside of that you think that's the goal and you really think like that's what happiness will be and then to get to a writer's room and realize it's an office job it's absolutely brutal. <laughs> in like like a little lanyard. the most classic sense a little lanyard i think that i subconsciously did to just sort of preserve my spirit when i when i like worked at a writer's room was always losing my id <laughs> and just like and and having me enter enter 30 walk be a whole to do every time and I, you were looking for excitement and I, yeah. and I was like yeah i lost it again sorry like you know who i am though can i just go in no text i'm gonna be late text maybe i don't come to the meeting text they won't let me in <laughs> Because it's like, yeah, oh my god, like, I'm not gonna clip it on my belt. I don't have a belt. No. Well, you have some belts. I've seen you wear belts. Yeah, you certainly own belts. Yeah, but they're like fun belts. (laughs) I mean... (sighs) Don't you think that's not... I mean, that's not just writer's room. It's like any any job that you as a kid... Any job that you as a kid dream of having is immediately less glamorous once you get it. And so then this is like the missing link and all the like debate about whether we should return to the office or whatever. It's like the issue is not the location. The issue is just like the fact of having a job. Yeah, this is um. what's the I've told you about this, the like concept of evolution. Um, I've heard of it. Where like <laughs> where the one where like so many species when they complete like they evolve into crab it's called like parallel evolution or something where like like a lot like a certain percentage of species will always evolve into crab and that's it's like a huge number and it's kind of surprising and it's sort of like every job evolves into advertising (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh-huh like that is the pinnacle yeah like you think you're going a different direction and the end point is always still advertising. you're just walking sideways towards, ad- towards advertising yeah you're just like taking a really long route i do i remember <laughs> uh-huh. that, i do think one of the main reasons to literally be a doctor is that you don't accidentally end up in advertising <laughs> it is like it's one of the only things you can do that you can at least 
confirm <laughs> that you will not end up working in advertising. No, no one else is safe. Even that, I'm like, you have to be a specific kind of doctor. Like, you have to be like, <laughs> yeah, because then, because then, then you might, you might, you might start be courting. Yeah. yeah, like courting pharmaceutical companies or going to like yeah. conferences. Yeah. Well, that's scary. Yeah. I do want to address, Julio, that at this point, the sun has <laughs> gone down and you truly look like you're in the Blair Witch Project. Well, it's... <laughs> and I'm not saying that with any judgment. Yeah. I, I, but I am just saying it is, it, it, it looks like a horror movie a bit. <laughs> And mm-hmm. it also is difficult to see your facial expressions, which then makes it difficult to react. Well, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's an audio medium. That's right. And, and and maybe by putting ourselves in the shoes of our listeners, not being able to see your face, we will reach new heights of, of the podcasting art. Yes. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, Julio, yeah. would you like to tell us what your topic is, actually? Uh, yes. Uh, reservations. And sort of what led you to reservations today? Well, I I don't know how I can, like I I hate reservations. I hate um, having to make reservations. I immediately resent hearing there's a reservation. Uh, I hate being asked, "Do you have a reservation?" And I, it's it's so it's just so um, it just comes from a point of like craving structure. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same about RSVPing. Like, hey, you have an RSVP. It's like, okay, well, I may come, I may not come. I don't know. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> like, you need to stop breathing down my neck. And it's like, if if you if you really need an answer because there's like preparation that will go into me showing up or not showing up, I it best sort of begs the question, like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? <laughs> No one asked you to do this. I I didn't say, hey, there better be food when I show up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't I wasn't like, so you what are you gonna do to prepare for me? It's like don't prepare for me and I may show up and I may not show up. <laughs> I mean just let so <laughs> where do we start? I would love like, for you to walk us through the alternative, how you would like what your ideal uh planning for an event would look like. Hey, I'm gonna be here at this place. Come if you want. Right. End of story. And and you figure it out. You fi- you figure out your life. Yeah. I really like <laughs> I I couldn't care less. Right. Julio. <laughs> um, this is reminding me of uh actually like your free love approach to <laughs> even a meal <laughs> is shocking to me. How so? We actually planned a dinner one night on Fire Island. Oh, yes. And so I actually got to sort of get a peek behind the curtain, sort of a Katy Perry documentary (laughs) of Julio at a grocery store. And, you know, I was paralyzed in the store saying, you know, well, how many people sort of what are we going to try to make? Julio said, "Mm, oh, grab some cheese. Oh, I don't know. Grab a piece of bread. Like... Julio was like going through the store, just sort of grabbing whatever and then sort of writing a narrative around the pieces that were grabbed after they were grabbed. Well, it's it's <laughs> I mean, don't you think that's healthier to like not walk into a situation with expectations and a list of things you need, but rather seeing rather allowing yourself to be surprised by the experience? Hold on. I just want to ask one follow up question, which is what? How did the meal turn out? Oh my oh, god. The meal 
we invented a new food. We invented a new food. Okay, so 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 let's backtrack. And the the uh, the reason why we did this is because our friend, and I'm assuming friend to the podcast, Max Wittert. Uh, well, enemy of the podcast. Well, enemy of the podcast. He's, he's not allowed. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, uh, Max basically dared us to for Sam and I to cook a meal for our friends. Because, that is so toxic. Because that is Sam so and I don't rude. cook. Sam and I just don't yeah. ever cook. We we just never cook. Sam has Sam has Misha, and I have restaurants. So like we don't <laughs> we don't cook. <laughs> um. So, okay, Sam, explain what we made. We invented a new food. So, we invented a new food. It's called Sleeves, and it's sweeping the nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually, I just want you both to know I'm, like, already stressed and almost angry, actually, about this story. <laughs> so, please continue. I enjoyed, I enjoyed everything that had to do with making the meal, except for, like, being in the kitchen, like, making it. I hated, like, cutting stuff. Oh, up. hell. Hell. <laughs> you, like, you guys both... You, you literally it both need so to. Long. You both hate need stores. to become like cooks in the military for six months. I hate. No, I have one, nothing to do with the military. Uh, but uh, they're, they're just like, yeah, I don't know. Just like I, I just hate chores. I don't find them fun. I don't find them relaxing. And I, it, it brings me no pleasure for someone to say, mm, "This is really good. Thank you." It brings me no pleasure. I resent it. In fact, yeah. Do you have any <laughs> desire to? Please, other people. Oh, well, sexually, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Had they been like, you must seduce everyone in the house, I would have been. <laughs> you would have loved that. I yeah, would have yeah. loved that. <laughs> no, that's great. If every if every night it was another person's turn. Yeah. Like, okay, it's t- tonight it's Julio's turn to seduce everyone in the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I would have, you know, I would have, I would have really enjoyed it. But like, yeah, oh, God, it. But anyway, we made sleeves, which. Uh, so our in our restaurant was we actually did a pop up, a sleeves pop up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was called Brooklyn Sleeve Co. <laughs> it was called the Brooklyn okay. Sleeve Company. Yes. I, I mean, honestly, so far it's pretty kind of marketable. Not to bring it back to advertising, but I do want to yeah. know what a sleeve is. Yeah, sure. So a sleeve is so you can you can pick between three different kinds of sleeve. So step one. It's in steps, right? Because, because yeah, you know, like... So how the menu works is there are three steps. So how the menu yeah, works is... Yeah, we do things a little bit different. Well, actually, because, you know, like, uh, Americans love their cages, right? And it's like, you you gotta, you gotta structure it for them. If yeah. they don't feel like they're at an airport, they're, they're, they, they're scared. So well, you have to structure it for them, but then they also need to have the, a slight level of choice so that they can still feel yeah, like, yeah, freedom Yeah, yeah, the artifice of choice, yeah. of course. So, yeah. so... Okay, so step one is you pick your sleeve, and your sleeve can either be corn. No, it can be corn, yeah, uh-huh. large. <laughs> or diet. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so this is the wrap that your sleeve goes in, so that's the sleeve. Yeah. So it's either it's corn, It's not the wrap. It's large. Not the tort- Wait, it's not the wrap, on, it's how- not the tortilla, it's the sleeve. <laughs> oh, it's a tortilla. Got it. So, so it's either a corn tortilla, no. a flour tortilla, no, it's a, it's or a, a large flour tortilla. No, it's either no, a, no, no. a corn sleeve, a large uh-huh. sleeve, or a diet Got sleeve. It. You're not listening. I'm starting to realize that you, uh, you guys invented. I'm gonna go ahead and guess, kind of mediocre tacos. <laughs> no, no, no. Because, because it's like, okay. these. 
they're international. They're they're pulling from all different cultures, and you can yeah, pick which fusion, culture. Because that's sure. the next that's the next step, right? Is like I, okay, pick- fine. I'm sorry. I, I I will stop interrupting. So so the first step is you choose your sleeve, and it's corn, medium, or, or large. No, no it's, you're not corn listening. <laughs> it's corn la- diet oh. or, or or large. Got it. Okay. Okay. So then you pick your filling. Pay attention. So mm-hmm. then you pick which nation you want your sleeve to be from. No, not nation. Region. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what are the regions? Because sleeves have no borders. <laughs> yeah, sleeves. Um, the regions are normal. Yeah. <laughs> well, now this is getting to be a little problematic. <laughs> See, that's actually a, that's a red herring. But keep going, Julio. Normal. Um. Italian, Italian, or what was the other? <laughs> All American. All American. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And would you like to maybe explain what each of those entails, or is it kind of self-explanatory? Well, normal, normal is you know a normal sleeve is obviously like uh, uh, beans, uh, cilantro, uh, peppers. peppers. We were kind of we were inspired by the flavors of a taco for that one. So normal is. One could say kind of leaning Latin American. <laughs> sure, one could say it. And I don't. And I'm sorry, I keep trying to put a label on things. I, I don't know if you can say that because these uh, these were made in Long Island. I should I should <laughs> actually just be really comfortable with the with the label that you guys chose. Norm. Was normal, normal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then Italian, we had a, I believe meatballs because that's one of the things that spoke to me at the at the grocery yeah. store i assume pre-made no offense pre-made yeah yeah, yeah. Wait, what do you mean pre-made as then the store made them you know normally if i <laughs> not to brag but when i make meatballs i i in fact make them myself but they're not like you like, know frozen meatballs. like you like you kill no like i <laughs> i buy meat and then i mix it with you know onions you know spices and whatever uh, and then i and i roll it in the balls ball. see I, I i i don't I don't know meat, so like, right. right, right. Okay, okay, so, so. Uh, and and then all American was I think sausage. I think American cheese, maybe like a hot dog American, uh, flavor pack. Oh, I actually think there was a hot dog too. No, no, that's that's part of the all American sleeve. Uh, but then if if you're vegan, you can replace any of the meat with. Uh, oh wait, I'm forgetting about the best part. Okay, so for for just two more dollars, you can add guac or awaken guac. Yeah. Uh huh. And awaken guac is guac with ginger. Is this right? With ginger and cashews. (laughs) And cashews. And you can add the the awaken guac or the guac to any region you want. (laughs) And the awaken guac is just an awesome way to get like a certain boost of energy and clarity. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's good for the mind. Um, <laughs> right. So it's more, it's kind of a supplement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, we have health in mind first and foremost. But if, uh, but if you, if you, if you don't want meat, you can replace any of the meat with cashews. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> so just to recap, you choose a sleeve and it can be corn, uh, diet, mm-hmm. or large. Correct. Yeah, and then right. you choose a filling which can be normal a region. Italian, a region. a region, excuse me, which is can be normal Italian or all American. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, you can choose an, an additional topping which is guac. Yeah, yeah, which is. And if you're a vegan, you can replace any of the meats with cashews. All of that is the second step. I believe the third step was 
tag us. Yeah. <laughs> tag us on all socials. Yeah. And now we're back to advertising. <laughs> now we're back to advertising. I know. Oh my God. Sam's right. <laughs> it actually was a hit. Uh, everyone, everyone loved the sleeves. Couldn't stop saying how good the sleeves were. Yeah. That's true. And uh, we had them eating their damn words along with the sleeves because uh, they thought we were all going to fail and they were going to starve. Though I saw a couple of people make trips to the kitchen and do something to the sleeves and come back. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, that's don't worry not about that. I'm sure they were I'm sure they were just um, taking better photos for the socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> yeah, the lighting was better in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Um, we sh- and we actually should have made dessert sleeves. Oh, that's fun. And now what would those look like, do you think, in terms of steps and categories? <laughs> I think it's like, maybe it's like chocolate or uh, all natural, which would be maybe like oh, some, fruits and, oh, some ooh, fruits and berries. Oh, Parisian, Parisian. And what's chocolate, it could be all crepe. natural or Parisian. <laughs> what's, what's in the Parisian? What's the Parisian? A crepe? With like, um, oh, okay, that's good. I don't know so, something in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so the dessert sleeves are you. You pick your sleeve, which is either a crepe or regular sleeve. In which case, you're just having a meal again for <laughs> for dessert. It's a, it's a savory <laughs> dessert. If you choose regular, <laughs> if you choose regular, then you're right back to square one, and you have to choose uh, exactly, corn diet exactly, or large. Exactly, Got it. Exactly. Uh-huh. So regular. Uh-huh has those three options and then the other option is french parisian parisian Parisian. yeah specifically parisian not the rest of france okay it's a really specific region and so then when you choose parisian then the sub options there are chocolate all natural and double parisian (laughs) chocolate grape in a grape yeah exactly yeah that's beautiful I think what wow. I learned most from this business venture was we actually found out at the end of the meal in sort of an M. Night Shyamalan style twist. Mm. So we thought our diet wraps were, our diet sleeves were um, lettuce wraps. Mm-hmm. Turns out the whole time they were cabbage. And I learned that cabbage and lettuce are two distinct different oh my vegetables. God. I'm going to kill you both. <laughs> it was delicious. Everyone loved it. It was delicious. <laughs> So um, there is something about cooking not being and, and I hate that I feel this way because it's so prescriptive. It's like, what do I care that that both of you don't cook? But I'm but in my mind, I'm like, you are missing like a big part of the experience of of life. No, all my other experiences are heightened because of it. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're actually having you're actually having the best um, life. You know, you have the the best life. Uh, the best sex, the best kind of like career, everything because you don't cook. Because I don't, I'm not spending like so much time being this like, like, oh, God, okay, now I have to go to the supermarket and I have to get all the little puzzle pieces for me to arrange my sad little puzzle at home and then like feed myself. It's, yeah, no. Who has time for that? I mean, that is the big question is who has time for that? Yeah. And that's why that, and that's how we get to this problem of reservations, because you are eating out at Michelin star rated restaurants every night of the week. <laughs> Three times a day. Three times a day. And we are talking <laughs> we are talking reservations that need to be booked ahead of time by a team of assistants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a breakfast team, a lunch team and a dinner team, mm-hmm. and their jobs are f- just booking reservations. 
And so Miriam at Julio's dinner.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and let me tell you something. She's a real bitch. Yeah, she really is. Yeah, yeah. She takes it seriously. She has made she pushy. She she's she has made people leave the restaurant industry because they're like, I can't deal with like I got into this because I want to have like because I believe food brings people together. I think she got into it because she likes to see me eat. Well, she did, but I'm saying the people, I'm saying <laughs> oh, the people oh, that I see, I see. the people that have quit, but because of that, she terrorizes. Oh, I see, yeah. I see, I see. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts danielle moody here host of the woke af daily podcast we've been with iheart's outspoken network for a year and what a year it has been Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry though, he's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon and it saved me a lot of dough. 
Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, okay, if you don't, I want to know a little bit, like, what's straight about reservations to you? Uh, Just the obsession with planning things out. Yeah. The, uh, like needing to know where you're going to be on Thursday night or some the lack of spontaneity. Uh sure. just uh just like something else to put on your on your calendar. Yeah, it's like you know you know those like kids in schools who like love buying like planners and like mm-hmm. writing things on the it's just like what what are you planning for? So would you say like you kind of wake up and then the correct things come to you at the correct times and you just kind of go through a natural intuitive um yeah series I would of actions say so. yeah it's very yeah. uh it's very free-flowing yeah uh, yeah i would uh, this is true for you i'm realizing the the julio the julio texts are can you hang out right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah some bored right now <laughs> It's always kind of shocking to me. I'm like, don't you? You don't want to plan even a little bit? No, I'll plan. Sure, I'll plan. Like, but but it's you know, it's it just it just it's so tedious. You wow. kind of, I think what I'm getting is like you kind of planning is inherent. You want to maximize the positivity, and you know, you want to maximize the number of things you're doing that make you feel happy. And planning is never going to make you feel good. It's just kind of like busy work and logistical work that you have to do. So if you just like don't do that and keep at every moment doing the thing that you want to be doing. Also, that's better. Yes, but also I think I enjoy um, discovery and possibilities. And if you sure. and, if and you, serendipitous, yeah, and yeah. If you, if you're like oh then it's like this yeah no so i will say in the restaurant uh world i think there's a a toxic other side too oh wait someone's someone's busting my door oh oh who could it be i don't know you think that is i have no idea um answer yeah answer while you're on the pod okay bring the computer okay great i'm bringing the computer this is the edge we need okay so oh my god this is we said from the beginning we want someone to enter the apartment let's let's see who it is (laughs) He's walking around in complete darkness. It's literally complete darkness. <laughs> Hello? Okay, I don't know who it is, but I'm letting them in. Okay, this is so perfect. Ask them their name and um, their sexuality when they get And to location. The well, I think, <laughs> I think that, um, you know, I, I hate to break it to you. This is probably going to be a big bummer, but I think it's just someone delivering something to a neighbor. I kind of uh, and not even to you, not, well. e- not even to me, because I didn't, I didn't, I, I have not asked for anything. No, well, you would never order something ahead of time. <laughs> well, that's the other thing about cooking is okay. I, I think no one's coming to the door. That's the other thing. Damn. That's the other thing about cooking is why would I plan for food when I'm not hungry? I just, I, just one quick <laughs> interjection is. Just for the listeners at home, you stood up. And so at any given point, you could have turned a light on. <laughs> you, you actually stood up and went to the door. 
it is now it is completely pitch dark. Yeah, but night, <laughs> and you decided night, to then night, just go right back to the couch. Night is dark and 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 day is bright. It's like why just don't fight it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julio takes a bold anti light stance <laughs> on Stradio Lab this week. Yeah, don't <laughs> just when you it. thought the takes couldn't couldn't get hot again, uh, here he is. <laughs> So I want to know, so reservations are straight. I want to know because to me, the alternative to reservations then often is you go somewhere and you are told the wait is two and a half hours. Then you leave. But what if you want to eat there? Yeah. Why do you want to eat there? <laughs> but I think what I'm running up against is like, you don't want to plan ahead. No. But then you do want to like go to like three different restaurants and be told like, no, not here. We, we have an hour wait. We have a 45 minute wait. We have a two hour wait. What if you just planned ahead and then didn't have to do that whole uh, that that whole process? No, you just walk into a deli and see what they have there. I think, OK, I'm going to speak for Julio. Yeah. He doesn't like restaurants, period. I now I'm understanding what's happening is that you don't care about food quality. No, I just I just want to get it over with. I just I just want the yeah. Okay, that's I think that's that's the problem the disagreement. of fuel to get over it. But I also don't like uh, I don't like buying tickets ahead of time. I don't like uh, you know for things that I do enjoy. Right, I do enjoy going to the movies. I do enjoy going to parties. I do enjoy uh, going to museums. But I don't like the, the buying tickets ahead of time. It's like wait, someone's texting me. Hello again. How's seven thirty? Uh, let's say seven forty-five. Seven forty-five. <laughs> Is it seven oh seven now? Okay, sorry. <laughs> wow, wow! Someone's planning ahead. I know, I know. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I, I, I hate when tickets go on sale for something I want to go to because it's like two months away, and it's like well, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. No, that week. like. How would I know? Why would I commit to something that I don't know what I'll be doing that week? But it's something to look forward to. I mean, don't you like being like looking at your calendar and being like, oh, my God, in two weeks, I get to see I get to see J-Lo live. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I like it, but sometimes it stresses me out, too. If it's something I feel like I'm like in love with and I'm like, I know I'm going to freak out, then I'll look forward to it. But even then, looking forward to it kind of hurts, too, because it's like, I wish it were today. (laughs) Well, I have ne- I I cannot recall the last time I like saw a calendar and was excited for something that was coming. You know what I mean? It's like it's like because I never plan ahead that much. Because you don't plan things you want to do, so the only things on your calendar are like things you have to do that have been added. Yeah. That are like meetings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to reclaim the calendar. I guess. <laughs> I see what's happening for you is that for you the calendar is a space of like you know, responsibilities and obligations and, and negative things. Mm. And you're like, and so you're like, anything good can only happen serendipitously or in the moment. Yeah, I would say so. And why would you want yeah. to pollute your fun with the same structures that make you unhappy? You know what I mean? It's you know like, why I think, I think I like anticipation. I like being, mm. I like being like, it is today's Tuesday. I'm so excited that on Friday it's I, I'm going to go to this party or I'm going to go to this restaurant, and it gives me something to look forward to during the week. That's nice. You don't relate to that, but see, I, but see, I don't. I don't dislike my week. Okay. So well, Leo, he doesn't necessarily dislike his week either. I don't dislike my week. week. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Julio, be nice to George. I'm not being... He's tired. <laughs> I'm saying it's like a, a a a party happening at the end of the week doesn't excite me because 
Uh, because you're literally constantly in a state of joy because everything you do is the best thing ever. And because you are self-actualized at all times. Is that what I'm hearing? No, because I'm, I'm busy thinking about what I'm doing right now. I see. Mm. So you have never thought about the future. <laughs> not, in, not in a, you can't wait for that. Okay. Okay. All right. Sam? Okay. What about like things like, uh, say, like your television show coming out? Like, were you looking forward to that date or were you like, it's made and I'm happy with it. I don't care anymore. Yeah. that Really? Yeah. I, you don't, I, you, uh, don't, you don't care about reaction or whatever. I was, I was very happy and very excited to do it. That was like peak joy for me associated with the show. It was doing it. Now it's like, oh, you want to see it? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and I'm glad that people are liking it. I'm glad. I'm very glad people are liking it. Yeah. But 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 I think my joy comes from doing things, not so much like perception or reception. Hmm. Interesting. Say that now. Wait till you have a big flop on your hands. <laughs> I yeah. You know. I hope I never find out when I have a big flop on my hands. You know what I mean? I mean that is a way a way to self preserve is a, a, a you know a method of self preservation is like if you don't care about positive reviews then you're also not going to care about negative like if you never put any weight on that to begin with then you're not going to be disappointed if in the future you make something that people hate. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Here's hoping. Here is hoping. So <laughs> So what are our takeaways from this episode? I mean it's just interesting <laughs> because I'm I'm like I'm thinking about the reservations thing and I'm like I think it's that you don't like restaurants. No. No, it's not that. No. no. I don't like planning. You don't like planning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> but you do buy tickets to go to parties. I know this for a fact. Uh, well, okay. And you also know that I that I I I I buy two, three, four, five, six tickets to a party and then often forget about the party. Yeah, I do know that to be true. I do want to kind of complicate this a little bit because in my experience, for instance, I, I wasn't um, there this year, but in the past when I've gone to Fire Island with you, I do know that you organized that way ahead of time. And in fact, both this year and in the past, you have been the kind of point person who in fact planned ahead, booked a house, and then like filled it out with people. That's kind of a pretty big responsibility. Well, okay, so here here is how that happened is that is my way of avoiding an email change with a bunch of people being like, when do we go? When works for you? What about this? What about that? So I just I just walk into the little office. I say, I want this. I don't mind what dates. Just tell me how much. And then I leave. And then I tell people when, when the thing is. And if you want to come, great. If you don't want to come, that's fine. You know what I mean? So it's like a way of like... So you're kind of, you're doing the minimum minimal amount of planning so that you can avoid even more planning. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. But I do not, I do not, I do not like being the point person. I do not like being the point person. I, that, that part I really don't like. Well, and, and there are, you know, you do somewhat give some responsibility to others as far as like say you've you've hired maybe james in the past to sort of <laughs> yes like uh, figure out who's going what weeks yeah correct yes well it's, outsourced it. he's your other main employee first you have the whole team of people making reservations <laughs> for you breakfast lunch and dinner and then there's james who's in charge of the real estate uh, 
uh, branch of your of your LLC. Right, 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 right. Yeah, we have many properties. That's right. <laughs> many properties to look to look after. Yeah, there's the ranch, and and he manages the various he he manages the various email threads um, among gay men. Yeah, there's the beach club. There's the beach club. There's oh, the I ranch. love the beach club. Oh yeah, um, yeah. If you wanna if you wanna book a cabana. <laughs> it's only if you do it if you do it after 2 p.m. It's only seventy dollars. Yeah, and it's exactly. actually really yeah. worth it. And it comes with one bottle of uh, one bottle of mystery drink <laughs> from the company that brought you sleeves comes mystery drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it comes in and it comes in three flavors. Yeah, um, bubbly, bubbly, red, or and non-alcoholic and ordinary <laughs> or or refreshing. Refreshing. Oh, that'd be nice. Refre- it's it's bubbly, red, or refreshing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you can get any of them in, in non-alcoholic. Yeah, or with the awaken booster. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it is so funny. Throughout this entire podcast, I've kept being like, "Okay, well, it's dark out now. This is as dark as it's gonna get." Yeah, and yet you have that. shown me that it keeps getting darker and you keep getting more and more invisible and even it does sort of create an evil energy on your end i mean it is I, i'm gonna evil. take a if you don't mind yeah. i am gonna take a screenshot i i've actually i've taken two so far <laughs> i took one like a half hour ago and one now which Great. i think will be huge yeah. um <laughs> but yeah the way the computer light is highlighting your face it's it's kind of joker it's ransom joker, video yeah, yeah. Uh, Joker or um... it's also video. It's like v- this is a video someone puts in a VHS tape, and it's you, and you're telling them what's going to happen. And, it, and yeah. It's a, so yeah, some some kids put a, a mystery video in the VHS, and it's <laughs> yeah, me exactly. uh, uh, at Radio Lab, and it's you explaining <laughs> the concept of sleeves. Yeah, it's if you watch this video, you'll die in seven days, and then the video starts, and you're like, okay, so it's regular <laughs> Italian, yeah. all American. They're not countries, they're, they're regions. Because sleeves have no border. Yeah, that's in our napkins. <laughs> <laughs> sleeves have no borders. <laughs> Only buttons, wink. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, should we do um, our final segment? I wait, guess. you know I what mean, I just remembered? Please. What? I, I went to advertising school for two years. Oh my god. I completely forgot about that. That's where it comes from. Yeah. This eye towards branding and aesthetics. <laughs> this obsession with whether something is sellable or not. I couldn't just make a meal for my friends. I had to launch a business. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't just be like, oh, maybe my friends will like eating this. I'm like, no. How is this going to track on socials? Yeah. <laughs> Max was like, you know, you guys have to cook. And Sam was like, maybe we could do like a pasta. And you were like, no, we're launching a brand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, that's what happened. I, yeah. Well, for a while, wow. I wanted to do uh, Thanksgiving themed, right? Did I tell you that? That I yeah. wanted to, like. There was also talk of doing Christmas in July. Oh, yeah. Wow. I are, think it was August, maybe. What are some Christmas but, foods? Well, we would have had to. It's essentially the same as Thanksgiving, but maybe do a big ham also. Oh, a big ham. I think meat is so funny. It's pretty funny. Me, Julio really wanted to cook meat. Yeah. I want to touch some meat just, <laughs> just to see. <laughs> Well, there was also supposed to be a dress code for our dinner, but, but we couldn't 
uh, decide on which code to stick with. God, to serve, no offense, of course, <laughs> no to the chefs, but to serve what you have described and then make people also dress in a dress code is truly adding insult to injury. But the, but the dress code was going to be, oh yeah, we forgot about the dress code. Well, there are like, three kinds of dress codes. There's regular, no, 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 there's no, pants. No, no, no. It was well, just Julio be... pitched white party, which I think is tasteful, of No, course. but yours was better. It was show your pride. I wanted to show your pride. <laughs> <laughs> And you come as the most you you can come as. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's so unimaginative. It's interesting. The the narrative of pride. Why wouldn't you want to become better? <laughs> no, you need to love yourself. Yeah. And wear whatever you love to, to sleeves on Brooklyn Sleeve Co. Not Sleeves Unlimited. No. It's Brooklyn Sleeve Co. B S C. B S C. Mm-hmm. We have two locations um in both our in Williamsburg on North 7th and North 8th. <laughs> <laughs> They're one block apart. Oh, yeah. They're one block apart. Yeah. We just love the punk rock spirit of Williamsburg and want to embody that with each and every sleeve what we give to you. Mm-hmm. And do you take reservations? Absolutely not. No, there's no there's no seating, actually. Come as you are. Oh. <laughs> Come as you are and leave, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come as you are and leave, please, is the <laughs> motto that's on the website. <laughs> I think we should do our vinyl segment. All right. Um, before we do, I want to just say this is definitely one of our more confusing episodes in a way that oh. I really support. I think, Julio, you helped us find our edge again. Julio, I'm I glad. cannot see you and haven't been able to for approximately 40 minutes, but <laughs> I want to thank you and I want to and I want to extend my gratitude to, towards you. You're welcome. I have no idea if you're smiling or frowning. <laughs> Truly no it's, idea what your face looks like. But I'm smiling. Okay. Let's see it. Let's see that grin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Flashing those pearly whites. <laughs> um, okay, Julio. Our final segment mm. is called Shout Outs. Mm-hmm. And in it, we give a shout out sort of in an homage to the classic straight tradition. Uh, shout out to anything that we are enjoying. Oh, that's nice. It's kind of a positive spin. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- imagine you're in TRL at Times Square in 2001 shouting out to your squad back home, but about anything that you enjoy. Wait, can you guys go first? We're going to go yes, first. We, we would never do that to you. Don't you worry. Okay. Georgina, mm-hmm. do you have one? Yeah, I have one. What's up? hot sluts of the world and especially the tri-state area where we all hail from i want to give a quick shout out to nonfiction. i recently rediscovered the joy of reading nonfiction. whoa i I'll, I'll say this much and um this is coming from my heart and not just my brain Every day for my entire day, I am reading things around the internet because that is my job. And then I have to um, kind of think of new ways to put those things back in the internet so that the content wars can continue. And so because of that, when I want to take a break, I usually turn to fiction because I'm like, I can't read about the real world. You know, it makes me sad. It makes me annoyed. It makes me want to, you guessed it, kill myself. And then recently I realized that Nonfiction doesn't have to be unimaginative. It can also be artful. It can also have beautiful sentences. It can even remind you of fiction. So I am in my rediscovering nonfiction era. I am loving it. And honey, if your book doesn't have real people that exist in the world and it has fake fictional characters, I don't even want to take a look at it for the next approximately three weeks. <laughs> Woo! Um, 
Okay, I'll go next. What's up, New York City, LA, and everywhere in between? I want to give a huge shout out to the vintage store down the street from me. I think it's called Brooklyn Vintage. I just love their stuff, and I have a little hunch that everyone that works there is in a cult. I have been going there, you know, once a month for a few months, and it just seems that everyone's a little too committed. You know, I've worked places before, and I never liked my job that much, and I never took so much pride in my store and these people something's up they they all look the same they kind of dress the same honey i think there's something going on uh in the mythical space uh if you know what i mean there's a cult there's some spirits and i love their furniture and um i hope you guys get a dresser soon because i am in the market for one dressers are always ugly and let's not celebrate that <laughs> Beg, ask your senators for change. Woo! Woo! Maybe they're a family. Yeah, maybe they're um, just a family-run business, Sam. <laughs> no, they're all... <laughs> they're all the same age, you know what I mean? This is my impression of Sam entering a family Thanksgiving dinner. Are you guys in a cult? <laughs> <laughs> you all look the same and you look really happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys literally look the same. Uh, um, okay, um, Julio, Julio, whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. Shout out to the night. Thank you for um, engulfing me in mystery. Thank you for welcoming the moon. Thank you for showing me the stars. Shout out to uh, uh, the night and uh, all the uh, all the revelations it might bring. Every mm. Wow. Woo. Shout out to the night. It's very, what a beautiful shout out to end on. Yeah. It's very good night moon. But good night. It is. For like millennial parents. It's actually the new, it's like the millennial Gen Z version of good night moon is <laughs> yeah. shout out to the night. <laughs> shout out to the night. I stand the moon. <laughs> I stand the moon. I stand the stars. Moon comma go off spelled A-W-F. Yeah. The stars are slaying tonight. Well, Julio, it has been an absolute pleasure. To have you back in the lab. Mm. Every time you come in here, you sort of um, rock our sense of reality. I, yes, I feel shook as, um, <laughs> as, as the new slang goes. I feel raw. Mm. I feel, mm. I even feel, dare I say, I have a sense of uncertainty. Oh, well, that's a, that's a good place to be in. It's, which is good. Yeah. That was the goal, actually. Yeah. I mean, we started out, we started out feeling like we were too professional, too buttoned down. Right now, I would say I am in kind of uh, ripped cargo pants in the middle of the desert, having just <laughs> left a, a train or, or excuse me, a, a plane that crashed down. Oh. I am in Lost. Mm. And yeah, it's going to take a few seasons to figure out the mystery. <laughs> but hey, well, you're they were in heaven, right? Spoilers. No one knows to this day. <laughs> really? I thought they were in heaven. Oh, no. The message has been lost to the sands of time. <laughs> I thought they were in Christian heaven. Many have said that they were. Many have said that they were not. We can't know for sure. I bet you can just Google it. No, no. It redirects <laughs> to the homepage, the Google homepage, actually. Oh, wow. It's the one thing you can't Google <laughs> is what happened at the end of Lost. I see. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Okay, well, we'll never know. Well, to the unknown. To the unknown. Well, cheers. Cheers. Espresso shots all around. Bye. Woo! Good night. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.